This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Chateras here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, as always, my buddy, my coach, my pal, the man with the plan, the one and only, the one and only, John Malik. Before we ask John how he's doing, you all know the drill. If you listen to this podcast and you haven't already done so, please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a review or comment. We're also partnered with Minute Media and Fansize, so you can find this podcast on the Daily Knicks or the Jet Press. We also got that YouTube channel, Knicks coming, Jets coming, ETC, Pyrrhon, no one writes out, et cetera. That shit's wild. Find the page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And when you watch a video, hit the like button, leave a comment, add to the conversation. We want to know your thoughts and opinions. We got a great guest on t- today, and it's, we know there's going to be some division around Donovan Mitchell, how to get him here and all that type of stuff. So you better be watching. We better hear some comments, all right? We better get some comments on this one. And while you're also over at that YouTube channel, we got another podcast, Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg and our boy and co-host Chip Murphy, these guys go through every sport possible. If you need to put money down on the line because you like sports gambling, these guys got you covered. And then last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you name it, we are there. John! What's going on, bro? How you doing? Good, man. I'm good. We I, I we got the anxiety of uh, the MLB trade deadline. We got the excitement of NFL training camp, and I don't know. Recently, we got the the talks of Dull, the Andavid Mitchell. So I, I'm sitting okay right now. I'm sitting okay. Um, the the tides are almost turning to baseball season, man. It's things are getting a little little chippy out. Astros are making moves. Yeah, the Yankees are making moves. Things are happening. Um, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, you know, watch and listen to the Jets and overreact and and you know watch out for contract extensions and we're all, you know, the Hall of Fame game this Thursday. So I'm really hyped about that. And then before you know it, man, before you know it, the Knicks are gonna are gonna happen and this Donovan Mitchell thing. I'm glad it's stalled. So I'm glad it's not like every five minutes or every day someone's <laughs> calling me like, Oh my God, are you anxious? Are you okay? Like, yes, everything's fine. Like, I'm glad the talks have stalled. We're just hanging out. We're just chilling. So I'm in a good spot, man. I'm in a good spot right now. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm with you on the Donovan Mitchell talks. The execs are probably out on vacation. So that's why they're probably not going on it right now. You know, they're probably down in Jamaica, Aruba, wherever, you know, they're just getting their, they're getting their tan and their swag on. But, you know, like I said, we got a wonderful guest with us today, man. And we're going to get into these Donovan Mitchell conversations. He even talked some jets at the end of this. We got Alex Benezowitz, Alex B, aka Nick Central on Twitter, co-host of the Bad Weather Fans podcast. Yo, you guys know Alex's stances already. You know what? He's always getting some into that mess on Twitter, always getting to some disagreement <laughs> argument. <laughs> but we got him here today. Alex, how you feeling, bro? How you feeling today? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on, guys. I mean, you know, listen, people come and don't like me for some reason on Twitter. And I just, uh, <laughs> I just tell, I just tell them what I feel and they don't like the way I say, I say it, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Isn't that the whole point of Twitter? Just say what you feel to the world and then see what happens. It's like throwing a line out there, like a fishing line, see what you catch. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah. Yeah. Good. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, people say they don't like you, but yeah, you keep gaining followers every single day. So it's, it's work. It's work. Whatever you're doing, you keep, keep doing you, bro. Keep doing you. I'm not even trying to do anything. I just tweet my, my opinions and that's it. <laughs> that's all I do. I'm not, I'm not trying to, to gain anything. I'm just being me and that's it. So well, that's fine. We'll, we'll, we have a bone to pick with you anyway. Cause all right, let's go. we, uh, you know, we disagree by your Donovan Mitchell take. So I mean, I mean, we, 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 I don't, I don't mind if we, if we start there with, sure. because I mean, that, 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 that's, that's where you get most of your heat. Uh, at least most recently where you're more of a, I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth. But you're more of a get it done no matter what kind of guy, right? Am, am, am I getting that correct? I want them to get it done. Not no matter what, but like I want to get it done. I want them to get him. I want them to get him now. I don't want them to wait. I don't want them to think that they can get something better later. 
stop like waiting and playing this like, hey, we're negotiating by not negotiating game when you're just allowing other teams to put together packages to come in and swoop in and get him. Like, yeah, you have the most singular, most assets to offer. But that doesn't mean that other teams can't swoop in. Like if you look at like uh, all these other trades that have happened over the last couple of years, they're uh, just in general. You guys know you follow the NBA. It's everything surprises. You don't see anything coming. Paul George, did you know he was going to the Clippers? Hell no. <laughs> did you know McCollum was going to the Pelicans? Hell no. Like so just because we're not hearing about it right now doesn't mean that another team isn't like plotting in the background. And I don't mean just Miami. It could be anybody. You have no idea. And that's the risk that the Knicks are taking. And if you want to walk away without Donovan Mitchell, I'll be upset. But you better get rid of Julius Randle then. You better give me a, a season where I can I don't have to look at the same damn thing again with just Brunson and and Hartenstein running it back. <laughs> you gotta give me something. We didn't hear about Hartenstein either. That's another one. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the ones that you hear, unfortunately, end right. up in uh, in some uh, protocol for for tampering as Jalen Brunson <laughs> and the Knicks are right now. But you know, it's interesting because you uh, you and Alex are I think on completely different sides of this, right? Where uh, our boy, our boy Alex T, <laughs> he's on the side of it depends, right? That's usually his stance, but especially here, right? We, he has like, we have, you know, we have a cap on the players and the picks. Do you have, is there anyone that's off limits for you? Uh, on, on, you know, from the team, right? We know, we know the usual suspects, right? It's Grimes, OB, IQ. I mean, we can get to RJ too. Uh, uh, he, mm. he's, he's recently come back up, you know, back in the conversation. And then there's the picks. Where I know Alex and I are kind of definitely uh, in agreement here. Where once you trade the third Knicks first round pick, then that really stalls you for making any potential deal in the future because now you can't trade any future picks. You know, thanks to the rule because of the Knicks, right? So well, we don't want to trade the Cavs too, one. right? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, like we are we're, we're, same we're, bucket. <laughs> yeah, we're the reason, right? Like we are the reason why they have these rules, and so I'm kind, we're kind of weary about that, but. Like where where are you on on the you know untouchable players untouchable picks uh you know side of the deal? Well, my dream amount of picks would be four unprotected and two protected. Then you're giving up six, and um, I wasn't really happy with the draft day trades. Like you did all this for Jalen Brunson. I mean, the 15th best point guard. I mean, I guess it's okay, it's good, but you know, it's just it was kind of weird. But I'm like, all right, you know, you got all these picks now. Everybody's telling me on Twitter that was another one of these arguments that I was always getting <laughs> that all these protected picks are so valuable. Well, if they're so valuable, Donovan Mitchell will be a Nick right now, you know, so they're not that valuable. They're just good for insurance to fall back on. If we make a trade for Donovan Mitchell, they're good to have in our pocket. Like, all right. Well, at least we have something, you know, we're not like completely bare. We might get another young player coming here that we can get lucky on, you know, and then it's have proven that they're good at the end of the first round to draft that, you know, that in that spot, late twenties. Yep. yep. Um, so I would, so four unprotected, two protected is my dream. I would give up a little more if I had to, you know, it just, it just depends on the situation. It's kind of like the mellow trade where at the end of the mellow trade, the 25th hour, they're like, well, we don't want to give up Mozgov. Like, okay, <laughs> Mozgov, throw him in, man. Who fucking cares at this point? Let's get another one. Another one, Landry Fields. Shumpert, yeah. Fields. Oh my God. Oh. Shumper. We could have had oh, Kyle Lowry. You, you think about those guys. Yeah, but, but yeah, exactly. But you think about those guys that we overrate. We love Shumper. And I think Shumper could have been a borderline all-star and all NBA, all defensive player if he didn't hurt his knee twice. You know, that I think really shut him down. But we overrated these young guys back then with Fields and Shumpert and these guys. And what did we get out of it? So if you're going to tell me that what's, what's quickly ceiling, what's top and ceiling, what's grind to ceiling, if you don't know and it's not going to be Donovan Mitchell, then trade him. You know, get him, go. Like, I would love to keep Obi if, and especially if that second deal is legit where you're going to trade Randall for Westbrook and then buy out Westbrook kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. Then that's, that's the dream to get Brunson, uh, Mitchell, Barrett, Obi and Mitchell Robinson as your starting five. That's the dream, I think, for every Nick fan right now, you know? And that would be fun. Like, think about how exciting that is, you know? <laughs> think about how much fun that'll be. And that's why it's like, yeah, I love quickly. I love quickly. Like, Emmanuel quickly is one of my favorite players on the team, but. For Donovan Mitchell, there's levels to this. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's levels to this. And sure, quickly can turn out to be a really good player. But if we have a, t- a coach like like Tibbs, who's 64-year-old stubborn coach that doesn't want to play younger players, <laughs> then what are we doing holding on to these guys? <laughs> you know what I mean? They're stuck with this dude for some reason. They want to keep him on the team for some reason. I don't know why. And it's just, don't you know, like we run it back and like we don't do the Donovan Mitchell trade. Fournier is going to start. Like everybody's all hyped up about Grimes. Fournier is starting. And you guys know uh, it. Don't stop this. You and stop Randall's right going to start too. And you guys know it. <laughs> it's just, the Randall the thing. That, yeah. All right. The let's Rand- hear it. No, no. The yeah. Randall <laughs> thing. All right. Fine. Grimes, there's no – if I see Fournier 
starting over Grimes, I might just be, I might just take the day off of work and come down and protest. <laughs> that that might be, that might draw. You got the I record, cannot, Alex. You got the three-point record over Grimes. Right, that's Clark. what they're going to, and he's paid. Care. And he's paid. <laughs> and he's he's going to play. Yeah, he's going to start. <laughs> Look, man, it's either like, oh, my God, Fournier is shooting 70% from three today. Oh, my God, he's shooting 20% from three. It's nothing like in the middle as consistent. <laughs> I could go back to be like, all right, cool. You want to keep, keep him there? Because I know every single night he's going to hit what two out of like six shots cool it's not him though but my thing for like donovan mitchell though is that i'm actually like i'm also like intrigued like if we did keep these kids what do they look like going into this season i get like moving randall but that's also where i stand where it's like i don't want to move all of them and then be in the position where we have no one to surround donovan mitchell either because let's be real we we saw the mellow we saw the mellow trade we saw that we didn't have anybody and we talk about shump right but outside of shump uh, do we really have anybody else besides like a broken down Jason Kidd, Raymond Felton, all those guys? So that's kind of why I'm like, I get it. Like I'm with you, Alex. Like I, I hope it doesn't take too long because I don't want another team to come swoop in, but I also don't want to be that, that team that just gets fleeced and caught with our, caught with our pants down. So, and I, I'm also like, like I said, I'm also excited to see what these kids can do. Like Grimes, I get it. Summer league. I'm going to overreact. Like, I want to see, I want to see what he could do during the regular season as a starting shooting guard on this team. Not every Fournier coming off the bench. Like he should be like on another, like on another normal team. All right. This isn't the Orlando magic where we gotta, we gotta like, all right, guys, we're pushing for that AC man. All right. We got this. No, I want to see Grimes. I want to see what quickly can do. Give him some more extensive run. I'm just curious about all these players. Like if you could, if you told me that. I think the one thing I could definitely agree with you is like moving off of Julius Randle and seeing like, and seeing Obi Toppin because I like Obi's game a lot more than Randle's just being able to play with off, playing off ball and not having the ball in his hand and having to constantly see the over dribbling and whatnot. Right. Even though there's like some, there, like, I don't know why I was like just chilling on, I was just chilling out for a walk. And then there's something in me. I'm like, think about it, the Knicks. And I'm like, <laughs> am, am I really? Getting on that, have like this feeling that Randall can actually surprise us this year. Am I really <sighs> feeling that right now? And I don't, and I, and I really like, I, I'm getting that. to you. I'm You're getting to you. Stop that. I think I keep poking at Alex enough here where I'm finally getting something to his subconscious. Chipping away. Like chipping away. Yeah. Because I think, uh, I, I've been asking this question. I think it's the perfect time because I want to get your opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Let's say, you know, Fournier Grimes go in the trade. Um, and hopefully we keep IQ, but the starting lineup ends up being Brunson, Mitchell, RJ, Randall, and Mitchell Robinson, right? And then mm-hmm. the bench, the bench is IQ and Obi, which is perfect, right? Because we know that they have the chemistry, we know that they can ball, and they can run that whole unit, right? Let me let's just jump to so let's jump to the question mark, which would be the starting lineup, which everybody it you know already has a full thesis on, already is convinced in concrete can absolutely not work. It's impossible because because Randall all of a sudden you know is a high usage player that needs the ball. No, he doesn't. Like for the last five years, he has to. He, we literally the Knicks give him the ball with six to eight seconds left on the shot clock in ISO, and they're like, "Oh, I can't believe he shot it." Fuck it, I'll oh. shoot. Yeah, one of those, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I can't believe it. Oh, you know, he's not creating for other players. He's never had a point guard like like Jalen Brunson. I know he's maybe like you mentioned, not that you know a top ten ranked point guard at the moment, mm-hmm. but net he is a top ranked pick and roll point guard and you're going to talk about our old coach tips you know what the oldest play in basketball is and the play that he loves the most the pick and roll like he wants us to run the pick and roll mitch robinson is going to be great in the pick and roll i feel like julius randall i, I know he doesn't use it but maybe if the point guard is demanding it maybe he'll run it or maybe he's going to get open because mitch is running it you know what i mean i don't know in yeah. my opinion i think they can work i know it, it's gotten into who uh, my boy alex is subconscious <laughs> so i'm wondering for you 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 kind of mentioned it but is there any way on this planet or is it concrete all set that randall just cannot work in this lineup because dude like you told me mitchell doesn't have to be the best player or he can't work by himself rj can't be the best and work by himself randall can't be like perfect like they're all working together they got a point guard and a center you know what i mean I, yeah. I, like, what am i missing well, I think the only avenue that I'd be okay with Randall is if they get Donovan Mitchell, because then I'm like, all right, you know, at least we got the star here and we're now we can wait. And now, you know, maybe we can dump Randall. He has a couple of good months and then trade him at the deadline or something. But the whole thing that we keep forgetting is that, you know, and I do too, this is kind of like, uh, you, 
like we were talking about before, where it's like Randall's part of the family. Like, you know what I mean? Randall is, was, was, was the number one guy from Leon Rose. He's part of that dinner at the, on the Woj pod where he sat down at some Italian restaurant uptown and it was like, oh what I need is this guy and this and this and we'll, you know, Worldwide West was at the meeting and, and, uh, Kenny Payne and, and, and then they sold it to Dolan and he, hey, and he hey don't it. forget Alfred Payton, man. Alfred, and Payton, Alfred Payton was there too. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's why Alfred Payton started the whole year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this is, it's business, man. It's, it's the family. Like you, you promised them, they probably promised them the whole regular season. The playoffs came. It's like, all right, fine, let's get him out of the lineup. <laughs> like, you know, and that blew up, but that's another conversation. But yeah, the only thing. Only way I'd be okay with Randall is if they get Mitchell and then I can talk myself into it. Like, all right, let's see what happens here, you know, now, but I just, I got to get rid of that energy, man. And I got to get rid of the guy that Tibbs won't hold accountable. If you're stuck with this coach, if you had a new coach in here, I might be able to be talking to it a little more like, all right, well, maybe this new coach like Sam Cassell come in here and, and can get through to Randall. You know, he respects him as a veteran, you yeah. know, et cetera, like that. Selling out Tibbs for Sam Cassell. Oh. I'm, I'm just giving you an example. Oh. That's a guy, man. Cassell's going to be a good coach, man. I, I know, looking, but that hurts, man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I know. I know. I know. 94. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> that was a tough year. That was a tough, tough one. But you know what? Sam Cassell's done a lot in his career that, you know, that, you know, I'm kind of like, he was a rookie then and that sucked. But like, yeah, listen, yeah. that was, you know, a hundred years ago at this point. And, and it's just, <laughs> it's, I, I just, I just think that that's the kind of guy they need. Somebody who's going to get in their face, not somebody who's going to get in Obi's face, get in Quickly's face, get in McBride's face. But then Randall, you can throw a chair, you can throw a laptop in assistant <laughs> coach's face. You can do whatever you want, but you're going to play 40 minutes. But Obi, you missed a layup, man. Sit down. Remember that game? I think it was at Dallas when Mitchell Robinson got two early fouls and they sat him down and he like left the arena. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you didn't see him again. Like he was gone. Like we just, we just brushed that under the rug. Like I sent out a tweet. I'm like, so we're keeping score at home and Rokas, uh, the second round pick that everybody's putting in the Hall of Fame is, 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 is not showing up because he doesn't want to not sit on the bench in America because of Tibbs. And he sent Mitchell Robinson left the team, but we're going to extend this coach and everybody got so mad at me. And it was just like, all right, well, how am I wrong? <laughs> this is what ha- I'm just telling you what happened. Rokas isn't here because he doesn't want to sit on the bench. He wants to play, you know, and then, you know, Mitchell Robinson left the team, literally left the arena because he had two quick fouls and was sat down for the rest of the game. You know, it was just insane. So it's just things like that is I don't know how you bring a coach back that does that. And they should have fired him at the deadline or at the, at the deadline at the uh, all-star break. But then when he came out of the All-Star break and Sims is coming in the first quarter, we're like, whoa, maybe he got talked, he got ultimatum. I think there was something there that was behind the scenes that we don't know about. I'm sure you guys remember. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. Sims is coming off the bench in the rotation. All these young guys is coming. McBride, we're like, oh, okay. But he was still stuck on Fournier and Randall. <laughs> but here's much. the thing. Like, you yeah. have, like, here's the thing. I mean, mm-hmm. there's we mentioned the whole thing about family and, and doing business and yeah. kind of you know keeping your promises. But there's also... Like devaluing, uh, you know, a contract that you signed, you know, not even half a season ago. You know what I mean? You just signed mm-hmm. them both. And, you know, Randall's extension doesn't start till now, right? So it hasn't even started yet. So you want to, yeah. you know, you can't diminish, you know, we get it. As soon as you drive a car off the lot, you know, it, it diminishes. We get it. Same thing with a player. But, you know, you can't start driving him into mud. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Within yeah. six months, like, you know what I mean? You got to, you got to keep it rolling for a little bit. And Fournier too, like him breaking that record. I know it sounds silly, but I mean, he's a bucket. Like he, I mean, in, if we had a point guard last year and if Randall was uh, a, a team player and maybe was halfway what he was when we all loved him to death, you know what I mean? Where yeah. I, you talk about 94 feels like a hundred years ago. That feels closer to me than the time that we all loved Julius Randall. <laughs> like honest to God, that feels you. like a closer time to me. And so I wonder if. You know, taking a step back now, Tibbs, you know, to your point, is not going to play Randall for 40 minutes because now they're going to regress to somewhere in the middle. You know, they're going to jump Obio. We hope. We hope. We hope. Okay. So <laughs> let me get, let me get you a question on this. Let me get you, what, what yeah. do you think about RJ then? Right. So we know that RJ is the only constant here. Yeah. Right. So we we're, we're hoping about Randall. We hope that, you know, the coach gives Obi minutes. We hope that we keep some players in the trade. The one constant I think that we know here is RJ. Mm-hmm. So give me your give me your thoughts on RJ Barrett and what he means, you know, to this team next year. First of all, do you think he's going to get the extension? And what, yes. what Okay, yes. and what do you think his role is on this team? Like if let, let's I don't know, Al, try to cast it. Alex, do you, do you want to put Mitchell in, in in this in the starting rotation for this question or do you want to do it without Mitchell? Uh, let's start it without Mitchell. And we can, right. we can, we can, we can we can we do both. We could do uh, well, with and without. 
without Donovan. Don, Don, not Mitchell Robinson. Don. Yeah, yeah, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, without Donovan. That'll be confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. without Donovan Mitchell. What? Who was Robinson? You know, nobody calls him Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. So, what was the question? So the question is. So the question who, is, what's RJ? What's RJ's role mm-hmm. on this team if we just run it back? Because he obviously with, has to grow, especially if he gets his extension. Now he has a Jalen Brunson. He can't, you know, he can't use that as an excuse. What his role should be is he should be the number one option. Obviously, that should be his role. And Brunson should run the offense and should run it through RJ and then go from there. But what it will be is it's going to be Randall's team. It's going to still be Randall's team because Tibbs is still here. And, and until I see it change, I, I just because of this whole family thing, it's like a mafia family with them, with these guys, and it's insane. But then why don't you think it's Brunson's team? Because that's, the case. Uh, that's a good point. Because Brunson's part of that; he's part of the whole relation. That's a good a point. Hundred million so, dollar man, yeah, dude. Hundred million dollars. He's part of the family. He's the nephew of Leon Rose, pretty much. You know, I, I get it. No, that's a good point. But like at the same time, I, I I do think Brunson will help Mitchell Robinson. Brunson will help Obi Toppin because those guys, those are two guys that we always say, and everybody said. I'm sure you guys have said it too that they need a point guard to take that next step. Someone who's going to throw that lob to them, you know, like, you know, somebody who's going to like consistently throw a lob to them. Not like Alfred Payton every now and then it's like off the, off the you know, going left instead of right or Nilkina, something like that. You know, like somebody who can actually run an offense, which is Brunson. That's why I'm okay with the deal at, you know, once I calm down after the draft day, but you know, I just, I didn't, I, you know, I, just, I was just annoyed with all like, why didn't we just take somebody? You know what I mean? Like you could have done something else, you know, and like, they sh- and, I, and I was also screaming at the deadline to trade Alec Burks. You know, I don't know why they didn't do that. And then what do they do? They play him at point guard the whole season. You know, it's just, it's just insane. Like things like that are just insane to me. Like with the Alfred Bain stuff with tips, where it's just, these things don't make any sense. He starts him the whole season. Everybody's like, just make him the backup. You don't have to cut him. Just make him the backup. And then start Rose and just like, 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 come on. And then you get to the playoffs and you lose a game and you, you lose game three, right? They bench him at the game after game two or is it game, was it game three? I don't remember exactly. Oh, I don't think first- he played the last three that they lost, right? Right. So no, he didn't play the last so, year when they lost. But they benched him in the beginning of game two or something like that. And he didn't play like the the second. It was something. Cr- I don't even remember. Well, he, played, he, played, he, played, he played game yeah, two. He played like 10, 15 minutes, something along those lines. Yeah. And then you didn't see him again. And I think, he, I think Rose started a second. I was at the game. I don't remember. That was yeah. crazy. And then, um, you know, you pull him out of the rotation altogether and then it throws the entire team off. You know what I mean? Like you can't have your starting point guard as a starting point guard all year. And then in the playoffs, all of a sudden you pull the cord completely. Like you still need him out there. Like you could have played him 10, 15 minutes, like we said, and just keep him there. But just these things don't make sense. And it's just like Obi Toppin was the eighth pick in the draft by this regime. And he can't get on the floor. Like it's just, it's, it's mine. Like, and, and it's not like Obi comes on the floor, like his rookie year where he looked like crap until the playoffs, you know, like last year he looked good. You know what I mean? He had, yeah. he scored 40 points. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? No, I know it was in the season, but he was, but he, and it's, it's just insane. So it's, just, I, I, don't know. I, I just, I can't trust anything that, that Tibbs, that Tibbs does. I just really can't. That's it's tough. No, I, I totally understand. It's tough, especially after last season. And especially when he started off last season saying, well, you know, we can't keep the same. It's not working. And he had that whole thing, like the rotation, rotation's got to change and whatnot. And then, the rotation barely changed. Now, I, mm-hmm. I totally feel you on that. I totally feel you on that. I think with RJ, though, I agree that I think he should, if, he, if we don't have Donovan Mitchell, I agree that you got to have the offense run through him so that he can expand his game because we already know what Julius Randle is. I, I think Julius Randle is Did now. We? What is he? <laughs> no, what is he, man? I don't know what he is. Is <laughs> he the best player ever? The most improved player ever? Or the sixth man of the year, as Richard Jefferson likes to say? <laughs> or, or, or is he the player that we should cut halfway through the season like he was last year? Like, I don't know. What is he? <laughs> I th- he's a, he's a, he's a Mack truck who should be used in the pick and roll. <laughs> and be used in the half court properly, not a not a point forward, not none of this. You know, get him to his spots, let him hit his mid range jumpers in rhythm, all that type of stuff. If he can hit the three that day, sure, awesome, go for it. But he's not the guy that I need to be constantly running my offense through. Nor should he be initiating the offense. I know that much. And for RJ, since he's like going to his third year, he's still developing. Twenty one, twenty two. The, the league is played through wings. Like you need your wing player to, to be like the star, to be that guy or to be some sort of contributor. If RJ Barrett could become a Jalen Brown, that would be phenomenal. You know what I mean? And I think he has that capability in there, but he needs to get the reps in order to get there with like Jalen, with Jalen Brunson getting here. I think he's going to do what he's just be the point guard, man. I don't think he's going to be anything more of like, Oh, like with the, the mafia connections that we're talking about. I don't think it's going <laughs> to be anything crazy like, 
All right, Jalen, we need you to score 30 tonight. You, all you, bud. I don't think, I don't think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be like, look, man, you're going to play your game to help these guys on this team to get better. And we're paying you this money because we want to make sure one, we secured you and no other team could get you. We wanted to get you from the Mavs. All right. And that's it. And like, and I think it's like, we know you're a good player. We know you're going to elevate everyone else's play on the team. We saw what you could do without Luka Doncic on the Dallas Mavericks. So I think that's what we're going to get coming here. And that whole, I, I love how, I, I just want to take a side note. I love how Mark Berman comes out here and just throws, <laughs> like tampering. When you're getting, when you're siding with Mark Berman today. Yeah. He just wanted to be on the good graces. He wanted to have like a positive next tweet. He wrote that article like three months ago. And then he's just shout out to Fred Katz for calling this a while ago and mm-hmm. kind of yeah. trying to scheme for a really bad second round pick. Cause they, cause on tampering charges, they always take your next coming second round pick. Yeah. But I think we have like the potential Miami. 2022 second 2023 second round pick so i guess it wouldn't be too bad i just don't understand the point of all that like why go to the game and put yourself in that position if they don't go to that jazz mavericks game all of them show up alan houston worldwide west you know julius randall was there didn't know quote unquote you know it's just why are you showing up there now you're just costing yourself a pick for absolutely no reason everything else can be like you know is hearsay like yeah i mean he's talking to my dad so you know how, how can you prove anything but going to the game, that's evidence. You know what I mean? That's why I tweeted out the video, the shaggy. It wasn't me. That's the Knicks defense. It wasn't me. I didn't, I didn't do anything. You know what I mean? Like, yo, you're on video, dude. They're at the game. Like, what are you doing? Even the Jazz can pull, pull the uh, tampering charge thing if Donovan Mitchell gets traded to the Knicks. Cause they were at that game. Like, why are you putting yourself in that position? Like, for what? Like, I get it's not a big deal, but I, it just bog- it boggles my mind. I, I don't, I don't understand. Like, what, are you that cocky? If it's a fine, who cares? Dolan can pay whatever fine. Like, who gives a shit about that? But a draft pick, like, why do you want to lose one for no reason? What do you mean, dude? They were there to support uh, the French <laughs> prince, dude. They were there to support Want to catch up with Dennis Smith Jr., right? They're just catching yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> they wanted to see Frank in the playoffs, man. See if they should get him, re-get it, you know? The offseason coming up. For sure. They were in the neighborhood, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Frank, we still got your 11 over here if you if you ever want to no, come back. Not anymore. Not anymore, not but... Anymore. <laughs> it's over now. That's Derek Harper's 11. That's Let's be real. That's... Well, that was Brunson's 11. <laughs> yeah. It's a good, it's a good number. You know, it's a good point guard number. I think Brunson does definitely lift the, lift everything. He's a professional point guard. So, you know, I can't be that upset about it when you step back. All I just know is that that guy, Yang, the guy that they drafted better not be a star. That's all I know. That Knicks, <laughs> they traded away, showed up and the Knicks had everybody booed him like another French yeah. guy and booed him off stage. And he was traded like five seconds later. He's like, Oh my God, thank God. Like, you know, he's just out of here. <laughs> we're officially on AJ Griffin watch, I think, in the same vein. Mm-hmm. Yeah, AJ anybody Griffin around that. Not be good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if Jalen Brunson is a borderline all-star and can give us 40-point games in the playoffs, then, you know, we'll be all right. But he didn't, you know, a lot of people overrate him a little bit. And they're like, look what he did in the playoffs. I'm like, all right, well, look at the games that he didn't do well. <laughs> he didn't play. He didn't drop 40 a night. You know what I mean? Like, so, hmm. well, you know, just got to hope for the best now. He's on the team and, and it is what it is, you know. So wait, I want to finish up John's question though. So what, yeah. what, what is, Sorry, so what, what, yeah. so no, nah, it's all good. It's all good. So now what is your expectations of RJ, right? Right. RJ, if we have Donovan Mitchell here, how do you see him? Is he like, is he essentially then the one B or maybe just a two to Donovan Mitchell's one? Is that what we're doing here? For sure. For sure. Then they'll bounce off each other. Well, I talk about this all the time. I'm bad weather fans with Mike. Mike Pasegli and my co-host and Nets fan, you know, Nixon Nets podcast, et cetera, et cetera. My cheap plug, but <laughs> that, um, when players in the NBA fit, when people say, oh, they don't fit, it's just an excuse for having bad players or players that don't like each other. If you're that talented in the NBA, you can play with anybody. Like, remember when LeBron and Bosch and Wade got together? Like, LeBron and Wade play the same position, and what are we going to do here? And Usage they're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously, one these ball. are not, yeah, there's one, one ball. ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, obviously, LeBron and, and Wade are a little different than RJ Barrett and Donovan Mitchell, but. You, you see, like, the play, the teams that don't fit are guys that don't like each other. Like, oh, Duran and Westbrook don't fit. Yeah, because they don't like each other anymore. Harden didn't fit anymore with Duran and with the Nets because they didn't like each other anymore. <laughs> you know, obviously, they can play beautiful basketball if they want to. They did it for, like, 10 games, you know? So I think that RJ would be the, the number two to Donovan Mitchell, but they'll learn to play together. And then you have that. That's the dream. Then you have Brunson, who's, 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 can, who run the point. And you have Donovan Mitchell, and I get that they're small, but who cares? So is CJ McCollum and Dame, Dame Lillard, and they won 50 games a year in Portland out in the hard west. You know, just get talent on this fucking team. <laughs> That's all you got to do is get me some talent here. And, like, real talent, not guys like, well, you know, in a couple of years, you never know. Like, no, it's time to win. R.J. Barrett is young, and he's about to get paid. And I say this all the time on Twitter, and people, like, don't understand this, that you don't want to waste R.J. Barrett's years just because he's young. 
Why would you do that? Look what the Thunder did to Shy. You know, <laughs> they, yeah. they, they had a playoff team and they gutted the fucking roster for picks. Like, oh, we got all these picks. Like, okay, well, Shy got paid. Sure. But guess what? He just wasted three years of his career. And now he's going to be like 25, whatever age he is now. And it's just like, all right, well, what just happened? We had a good squad here, you know, then you can develop more by winning, by helping your team win. That's why, you know, guys want to leave organizations when they're bad because they know they have no shot at winning or developing, you know? So you want RJ, I'm not worried about him leaving because obviously he's going to take the rookie extension. Obviously everybody does that unless you're like Greg Monroe or something, but it's just, <laughs> which that didn't work out. <laughs> another, another Knicks free agent bust, right? That they didn't get him. That, that actually worked out in our favor. Yeah, but yeah. you know, it's I just mean, one I of those. I Greg Monroe guy, damn. Me too. I, I'm surprised <laughs> he fell off a cliff like that. That was, that was yeah. surprising. That was a sidebar. Sorry. Yo, playing 2K with, uh, when I was on the, bu- they had Greg Monroe on the bugs with Giannis. It was like, oh, that yeah. was like easy buckets. Easy Greg buckets. Monroe and Andre Drummond was fire in 2K as well. But anyway. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back in the that yeah no it's just i just feel like i forgot i forgot where i was going with that but i just feel like you can with with guys if they're talented they can fit and they'll be fine and and it just i i think that they'll like each other they're both like they know each other already brunson and donovan mitchell know each other already obi he seems like the kind of guy everybody can like mitchell robinson is just too high to care about anything you know what i mean like these guys are just they'll be just happy together and i think it'll be a fun team and then even if tibbs doesn't survive next season you know after if they're not good even with the donovan mitchell trade It'll still be fine because they're all 25, 24 years old and 26 years old. <laughs> yeah, I no, hope that happens. It'll yeah. be a very nice young roster. That'd be, that'd be awesome. I mean, and I, and I agree with you. It would be Mitch. I'm sorry. It would be Donovan Mitchell <laughs> and RJ in that order. Not, not, not Mitchell Robinson. Although, <laughs> look, man, we, we keep seeing those threes fly off in the gym. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who knows, man? <laughs> Who He's knows? He's doing that. I mean, he does that in every pregame. Uh, which is awesome. I wonder if he's actually going to start taking some threes. It's it's going to be, I think, kind of funny that him and Hardenstein kind of play different games, mm-hmm. right? And honestly, Sims does too. I know Sims and Mitchell Robinson are a little bit more similar, but I I, I mean, I, I call Sims our free safety because he's like, he's running, you know, from the paint all the way to half court, running the paint and somehow guarding yeah. everyone. You know, Brick not necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Robinson makes it to the perimeter at least. And then Hardenstein's mm-hmm. out here playing high post. Like, do you, do you think that, I mean, I, I think obvious, it's obvious that uh, Mitch Robinson's going to play well with Brunson. But let me ask you this. Like, do you think that Mitch Robinson is going to fit with Julius Randle? Because maybe they occupy the same space, right? Because Obi wouldn't occupy the same space as Robinson. He's trying to hit that corner three or like yeah. kind of slash in. <laughs> Randall, is, I feel like, kind of occupies that space. Do you think that would be an issue? I think so. I, well, Julius Randall and Donovan Mitchell, you're saying? Or Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson and Julius. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think we saw it, that it could work, but it has to be Julius Randall has to be hitting his three. Like, that's one thing that happened this year, that he his three wasn't going down. You know, the year before, when he was the All-NBA player, not the sixth man of the year, he was hitting that three. You know, he was really, and, and I think that can work, like, to your point with, like, Hartenstein. Like, you need somebody who can be outside. Mitch, Mitch has got the paint, like, but Randall wants his rebounds and, and he's going to want to, you know, and rightfully so, you know, and, and he can get them and he's, he's, he's tough. He can get boxed out. That's one thing about Julius Randall. You can't say he can't rebound, you know, so he, he's, he's good. He's a good player and is, and they can play together on paper and on, you know, in, in a perfect world. But the problem with this is that we're in reality and not in 2K where it's just that he's just, it's, it's over in my opinion. And it's just, he, he needs to go. And it's just, it's, it's just, there's something there that he gave up on the team. Sometime in the, like, you know, I think fans and I, and I'm sure you guys remember this. Uh, you follow me on Twitter that I was the one defending Randall up until like you were. December, January. I was like one of the last you ones. Were, I was you were, you were defending. I was holding for a while, man. I was holding on for a while. Yeah. I'm finally tough. back. I stepped off for a while and I think I'm back. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was also holding on to the team. Like they'll turn around, they're around 500, but once they drop like seven, eight under, I'm like, all right. And then when Randall, through the laptop in the guy's face and the assistant coach's face. Yeah. And then he had a fan kicked out, I think in, or- in Orlando or something. And I was like, all right, enough of this fucking guy. And like even the thumbs down thing, I-, I didn't, I didn't really care about. I was annoyed at the time because it ruined RJ's moment of that game winner. Like the story yes. was about Randall and not RJ, which it was mm-hmm. his moment. You know, he ended up beating, like getting a walk off on the, the team that won the Easter conference. Like, you know, that's yeah, a great like, point. But instead of that, we're talking about the thumbs down. It made it about him. And yeah, telling and the fans to shut the fuck what, up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's just not, if you're the highest paid player on the team, right. you're, you're not allowed to do that, honestly. It, it, it's and guess what happened the next game? Tip started and played in 40 minutes, probably. 
<laughs> that's that's the problem <laughs> here. There's, there's yeah. no structure, you know. Like you, you've dealt with. You guys have probably played on teams or just been in class with a teacher, and it's like you can't <laughs> tell one kid to do something and then another kid to do something, or you'll do as I say, not as I do. Kind of parenting, like that doesn't work. Eventually, a kid is gonna catch on and be like, "Oh fuck you, man!" Like quickly, he's <laughs> watching Alfred Payton get like, get torched every game, and he comes in, drops twenty, and he's like, "Oh, we gotta sit for three games." Like what? <laughs> like, you know, what do I have to do? You know, like so it's just. That's what doesn't make any sense. That's why I feel like the strings are coming from the top or like Tibbs is just that stubborn. Like, remember how he was mad after a win? You know, when the kids played yeah. and played well, like he was mad. Like, he was scolding us. You got to watch tape in order to know what's going on. Like, I gotta, bro, like I, fuck I, off, man. I got to, okay, uh, for my I, side, whole, I, I gotta whole, like it. I like that. <laughs> I, I get know, that. I it's like a Bill thing. Belichick way of basketball. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we yeah. can still do better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Only difference is that one coach, uh, uh, sadly, and we're about to get to our to the team that we love, who this team tortured us, has <laughs> six fucking Super Bowl rings. So like, Tibbs has no championship rings. Like, yeah. that's the that's the difference. So when I think I. I I, this is the year for Tibbs. Like, not saying that he's going to take off and be great, but this is like the, this is the determining factor. Can you adapt? Yeah. yeah. Can yeah. you, can you adapt? You know, you talk, we heard Berman said on our podcast, said on other podcasts where you heard that Tibbs was upset that he didn't play the kids a little bit more. Okay. Well, let's see that this season. You know, there's already speculation that Randall should get a reduction in minutes because he doesn't have to do that. You know, I always say like, watch how the Bucks work Giannis into the Kumpo. You got to have your best player rested. Last season, you played RJ and Randall because out of necessity, you needed them. You would think that RJ taking a year, another step forward, you could stagger minutes. You could have these guys being their, the focal point of the offense when each other's off the court. No, we just let them both on the same court and RJ would get lost out into the corner. We'd have to watch him. Fournier get his shots up. Kemba have to get into it. Right. Randall have to get into it. Everybody. So this, this year, it, 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 we have to see some more staggering. We have to see kids getting more minutes. We have to see that's, that's when I'll be like, all right, Tibbs has finally adapted. If we get the same thing and we're watching the same thing over and over again, and it's like we're really grinding for no reason to get wins or just to be competitive, I want to see Giant Bryant. I just need to see it. I, but I need, I we're going to get the same Tibbs. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not 35. Like, he's going to be the same guy. <laughs> the, age, the age comes into the He's going to be the same guy. Like we all have parents that are probably in our sixties at this point, right? They're not changing. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They all have their flaws. We love them. Of course, they're our parents, but you know what? They do some shit that you're like, would you stop this crap? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, he's not going to change at this point. He is who he is. And that's why I thought he needed to go at the end of the year. I don't understand what coach can survive being the four seed going down to the 13 seed. And now we got to be like, let's see what happens. Like, no, he sucks. <laughs> like, you know, they fell off a cliff. Like, you know, I don't, suck? I don't, I, I, don't suck? I mean, he was coach of the year. Suck is, suck is too year. far. You're right. Suck yeah, is too far. I mean, yeah. you know, who was his point guard last year, man? Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it was supposed to be IQ who we couldn't even figure it out in the summer league. Like mm-hmm. we're talking about how grime summer league doesn't matter. Cause he killed. We yeah. told IQ, yo, you want to be the point guard? Try out in summer league. And he sucked. Like, I know he's not allowed to mention that. I know it's yeah. blasphemy, but like that, that was his starting point card. That was Alec Burks, like you said, because he had nobody else. Uh, otherwise, it was Randall. You know what I mean? It, it's pretty, it's he could have tried. I mean, but he didn't have to play Burks at point guard the whole year. You could have just tried quickly and let's see what happens. Yeah, we're losing anyway. Quickly. I agree. I agree <laughs> and, quickly, and quickly showed some stuff in summer league. His shooting was not there, but he showed some stuff in summer league playing point guard. He was able to orchestrate a little bit. It, 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 it was, it was like, all right, he's taking the step forward. It wasn't like this. Maestro Chris Paul esque like summer league where it's like oh wow Damn, look at this guy this. yeah yeah even that no it was even it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> even that but at least you could say all right I could see some development here we just need some mm-hmm. more reps in the regular season right, right, right. we could do that we didn't even get that we got like fi- quick we were struggling quick was struggling fifteen minutes you're in and out all right yeah. yep Burks <laughs> forty minutes play- are we making the playoffs are we making the playoffs Alex. If they run it back with what they have now, yeah. Run it. If we run it back right now, are we making the playoffs? Playing team. And okay. If we get only Mitchell, if, we... if RJ if RJ takes a step, then that's the only way that that can change. You know, a huge okay. step. And if we get Mitchell, are we a playoff team? Hundred okay. percent. Top six, easy. All right. I don't I even know. I don't have to know what the deal is. Easy. Top five, sixteen, easy. I agree. Because you're, I'm assuming you're keeping RJ, and then you have Brunson and Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, yeah. And whatever else you keep, and you're easy. To me. All right. Last thing, I'm, I'm glad I remembered this. I want to walk you off the cliff a little bit about the 
uh, dra- <laughs> the, dra- the draft day trades and 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 the protected picks because yes. even if they're not valuable to trade, which I mm-hmm. honestly do think they might still be, but even if they're not, let's go with that. Right. They're valuable for the Knicks because yes. everybody wants the Knicks unprotected picks because historically you look at a graph and the Knicks unprotected picks that hits good <laughs> for you, right? So you True. want that. You want that, if you, you know, for for trade for Donovan Mitchell. That hurts, man. At least, yeah, it's a fact. It's a fact. Facts, a fact. Though, yeah. yeah. So, and then if that's Just saying the, it hurts. A fact to be here still hurt, man. If that's the case. At least we have now the protected picks, you know, to protect ourselves. You know, no pun intended, honestly. But it's like yeah. you know what? We don't have our picks. We still have the in between ones. Plus, we have these. You know, we can watch other teams. You know, who knows what's gonna happen? We're basically we're we're gambling on four teams. It's like we're playing roulette. You know, we're kind of spread a little bit. You yeah. know, I, I I don't know. I I think I think it's it's positive, honestly, especially if we end up uh, grabbing Donovan Mitchell. But go ahead, Alex. I may want to start off on the Jets, man. Go ahead. Oh go man, the, the the best thing right now is that we're not only fans of the Knicks, we're also fans of uh, <laughs> the New York Jets. All three of us, right. I'd say all four of us, but Greg lost power and he had to drop. So <laughs> shout out Kingston, <laughs> shout out Kingston, New York, good old Hudson Valley. <laughs> um, but Alex, you are also a Jets fan, yes. So and this is the Knicks Jets etc. podcast. We got to ask you, man. I'm going to start off. How do you feel about Zach Wilson entering year two? And I know you've been. Course, a, I know you've been a that dog Jets fan. <laughs> Does he have that dog in him? Yeah, he does. I think he does. Well, we know that his wife's friend, his mom's friend, who thinks he does. <laughs> oh, added to her, I guess. Oh, damn! Should I not say that? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah, exactly. Who cares? But uh, you know, it, it's it, you know, listen it, respectfully. I mean, but I think he did earn a lot of respect from that, which is crazy to say. But I think yeah. he, people looked at him like, who is this punk little kid from BYU? These, you know, wherever he went, this I fucking forgot. Yeah, but, no, BYU. But, right, I just, for big. some reason, I was like, wait, is that not right? And I was like, <laughs> no, it's right. It's one hundred percent right. Yeah. So like, you look at a kid like that, you're like, who is this guy? You know, but. Yeah. I think now they, he got respect from that, which is crazy and uh, weird you know, way think, to get respect in the NFL. <laughs> it is, but you know what? Like, oh wow, you look at this kid, like wow, you know this kid's got some game. You know, you look at him, like oh, you have a newfound respect for him. He's not some little punk, little rag dog getting tossed around in the field. You know what I mean? Like, so like that is cool. You know, and I like the offensive line. So I think I think. Wilson can take a step. I just want to see him more consistent than those random, like crazy plays. I want to see him more consistent, hit the normal throw, the, the slant, the, the, just get me the, this, the sure thing. That's what Uzoma or, you know, he'll be better. He'll help him out with that. And, 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 you know, Ruckert is like, is like me as a kid growing up on Long Island. Like, I hope he works out. Jets fan from Long Island. Like that, that, that was me. Like, you yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, and, sure. and that I'm rooting for him. And, you know, a lot of people see me on Twitter, Nick's, Nick's, Nick's. I was telling Alex this on the DMs before. Like, you know, I'm on like Nick's, 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 but like my family's Jets is religion. And I grew up, my dad got season tickets in 1970, the year after, you know, we always called him the Jinx. And he had season tickets from forever, from 70 through uh, or the 69 season. So this year after, you know, the 69 Super Bowl, 68 season. That's so the so year after the Super Bowl, he bought season tickets. He had them until about 2013. I went to every game from when I was like six years old. So 91 through about 2013 i only missed a game for like my bar mitzvah or like a random <laughs> game that my dad would want to take friends to like a monday night or of course i missed the jumbo elliott comeback play you know this game but Ooh. like i was you know i was in middle school yeah. my dad's like i want to go with my friends a monday night game you know what i mean so i had to yeah. miss that one it was with my dad with and my, my sister yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a monday night football game for the jets my god yeah one like, day. what is that yeah at home yeah but yeah I mean, listen i went to every game section 335 row two three four five seats uh, and, you know, every, every single game man let's shout go. out to guys from yonkers sanitation that's around us it was like a big family this guy in front of me was like with his wife went every game called my dad louie even though his name is mitch he was like yeah you're louie it was just it was like they watched me grow up (laughs) i love love it yeah i love going to jets games and then it it just got shitty when they moved to 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 metlife like it's just it wasn't the same vibe with different kind of fans they like kicked out all the real fans and the psls and, and like we still went and it was cool but it was just it just had a different feel, but anyway, so that's my background. But yeah, anyway, like I, I, I'm just not a big fan of Salah. I think that he's a little iffy. I like last year. I think he's too nice of a guy. You know, I think he's trying to like get liked a little too much by the players. And like, he talks about like getting this guy paid and getting that guy paid. Like, no man, you're supposed to win some fucking games. Like, I'm like, you're not this guy's agent. Win a game. Like, you know, and I, you know, I, but I do like, you know, and I do think Joe Douglas is a little overrated by fans, but he did crush the Adams trade. He did crush the Donald trade. So like, we got to see, he's got a long contract. We got to see what happens there. But I did love the draft. They're finally drafting like it's 2022 and not, you know, drafting defensive tackles and like, all yeah, yeah. like it's just enough yeah. of that. You know, you got this Brees Hall. Like I, I love, I think he's going to be a, a, 
I'm, I'm really excited about him. <laughs> yeah. Really excited about him. Well, right. well, you know, honestly, you know, you're you're probably the first person I've heard uh, give pushback on Salah. I'll give you uh, the fact that first year did not win a division game. I hold that against Joe Douglas, especially, mm-hmm. right? You want to tell Joe Douglas, he has not won a game in the AFC East. That's egregious. Salah, right. only first year, has not won. So I'll give you that. But let me let me push back right away mm-hmm. on Salah because – it's not about just about getting his players paid, but Quan Alexander just signed with the Jets because of Salah, according to him, you know, in his press conference today during the training camp. And then DJ Reed, who solidified our safeties. Now we can actually play his defense where we're going to have two linebackers and, you know, three, you know, three DBs, kind of four DBs, like the three safeties and the two corner and the two corners kind of rolling depends on, you know, the specific package on the play. Like, do you think that? It's not fair to almost judge him after, you know, his rookie year and he didn't even have a chance to get his personnel. And plus now he's getting his, you know, getting big guys, like two players who were coveted around the league and honestly chose because of the Jets. I, I can't even remember, dude. I can't remember the last time play, <laughs> players were like, I'm choosing the Jets not for the money, but because I like their personnel or I like their coaches. Like that to me, I feel like somebody's lying. <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm missing something. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody loves everybody. You know, it's like the draft whenever they pick somebody, everybody, the camera goes and look at they're all shaking hands. They're not showing the arguments like five minutes before that. Like, no, I want this guy instead of this one, you know. But, but, I'm but used to, uh, I don't know. I'm used to yeah. like, I'm used to DeMario Davis, you know, not getting kind <laughs> and cursing out the Jets or like Sean <sighs> Johnson writing a book or like Ryan Fitzpatrick being like, I can't believe they didn't offer me. Trumaine like, Johnson not even caring uh, at the end. Yeah, or like the kicker, you know, Myers, like, oh my God, this team sucks. How did they not sign me? Andre Roberts. Wilson, like, yeah, yeah. everybody. <laughs> Sheldon Richardson, yeah, the, the, the list goes on, man. Yeah, okay, knocking on. Gino out. Yeah, no, everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. I get it. But, you know, it, I was a little emotional last year with Salah. I'm just so tired of the, the break it down and build it up thing again. They keep doing that. And and they don't know what – and and this owner doesn't know how to hire coaches or because he has a say in everything. He doesn't know how to hire GMs or coaches. I mean, we'll see about Douglas. The jury's still out. But I do think that if – and Rex pushed back on this and Rex is my guy, man. And I think he got a lot of shit for, for, he got dumped on and it's cause he talked a lot of trash, you know? So, but <laughs> that's what we liked about him though. That's right. It, you live and die by that. It's kind of like Cursing, me on Twitter. It's like like Belichick <laughs> and the Patriots. You know, you, you, you're and he beat him though. He beat him. So it's, no, he beat like, him in the playoffs. You're a Jets yeah. fan. If you come yeah. out, like, you know how to speak to our hearts. If you're right. like, don't kiss our rings. We're not kissing yeah. his rings or something. He said, yeah. Yeah. Like from day one, like, you know, yeah. He knew how to, you know, yeah, he made play like a jet, not a joke. Like he would have the yeah. banners out when they would come out for the starting lineups. And it was like, play like a jet. And it's just like, it wasn't like a play like a jet. You know, like, kind of thing. it was like for real. It like meant Same something. You know? Doing the yeah. fly boy thing. And it was like, wow, this is like an attitude I'd never seen from this organization. It was 1998. And then it was a couple of years yeah. of Herm and, and, yeah. you know, Mangini. Yeah. And that, that was it. You know what I mean? So that was the first time I felt like, wow, like 98 was my year. That was my special year where I'm like, wow, this is the team, the 12 and four year with Vinny and all that. Mm-hmm. And they got the championship game. But like with Rex, I felt like an attitude like, wow, we, a- we actually can win. Like 98 was like a flash in the pan. It was like, bang, like, whoa, we're so good. And then it like <laughs> fell apart, you know, but like, and, and with Rex, it was like, wow, this, this is, this, this, this guy doesn't give a fuck. Like, you know what I mean? This is like, yeah. this is like, yeah, for two remember, seasons, right? You saw, and you saw it work for two seasons. You're like, boy, right. they were, and that defense yeah. was like, we're going to shut you up. Like, you're not master motivator. It. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for, for sure. I mean, I, I still remember holding Aaron Rodgers game one of, I think it was the 2010 season mm. to nine points, three field goals. And we lost, it was nine six. And you're like, what is Whoa. this? I, like, I, like this defense just went toe to toe with Aaron Rodgers. You're like, oh, we could do anything. I was so confident we beat the Steelers that we were, we were, we were taking that team down. Just easy. We, you we know, had it. Yeah. You know what it is? I feel like after that Patriots game, they, they went on such a high to beat Oh, it was such a high. I was and on then a they high. And I was yeah, walking, then, I was walking around like, just, was, I had no care in the world. I was actually day. in Cali visiting friends <laughs> in San Diego and we were watching all the games. I was wearing my Jets. I went around and it was in San Diego wearing my Jets jersey, just talking trash. Like to anybody who lived, nobody cared, you know, yeah. but it was just so funny, but it, it was just. I feel like that week when he's like, no, we're like, you know, we respect Mike Tomlin so much. We respect the Steelers. I'm like, yeah, oh, that's what you know. shit. <laughs> like, you lost your edge. Like, you know what I mean? It was like, and then he went down big. And then that, that fumble by Sanchez that they ran back for a touchdown. And that, that went down, they went down too much where it was like, they could come back, but they just couldn't tackle Mendenhall. And it was just, fuck. It was just like a slow burn, like death. Dude, you know? 
Dude, are yeah. we gonna, you're bringing me down Doug Bryan, man. Oh. And now, now that's all that's in my brain. I'm just Doug thinking Bryan. about Doug Bryan missing kicks, dude. That, oh, God. I, think, I think that was the, for me, that was the flame that like was like, all right, like this is like painful inside. I understand <laughs> I what pain yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause like it was early when I was fighting about, you know, with my friends in school and your public school about, uh, Chad Pennington and stuff and Testaverde. That was like, oh, you know, little kid stuff, but. When yeah. that when when that when Doug Bryan is missing those kicks, like that's <laughs> when the the burn started. But let, yeah. let, let's get to some happier times, man. Like, do you <laughs> think do you, do you, and this team is on this team is up to something? I mean, it's clear we have. I mean, winners on both sides of the ball. Whether it's mm-hmm. Carl Lawson, whether it's Uzama, whether it's Jordan Whitehead. I mean, Quan Alexander, Lakin Tomlinson. I mean, there's winners everywhere. Even George Font, which he's holding in for an extension, but yeah, you know, works out about George Font right now. That's that's where we are as a franchise. You know, yeah, exactly. Hey, man, we finally have an offensive line. All right, since 2010. Okay, we used to get excited about Fanica. You know what I mean? We're excited about George Font right now. I think I honestly, I am. I think he's fine. He, I mean, he's fine. Yeah, he had a 75 on PFF, his best year ever contract year, whatever. But like, what what are your expectations besides hopefully winning an AFC East game <laughs> this year? What are your expectations for the Jets? Do you think they're going to make the playoffs? Do you think we can be in the hunt? You know, as, no, as, as we no. always pray to be. <laughs> that's all John wants, by the way, is just to have the graphic saying in the hunt, Jets, be in the bubble, in that one yeah, bubble. That's, that's, that's what he wants. That's what he wants. I'm dying. Give me relevant football in October, right? Like, yeah, just give me October <laughs> for like around Thanksgiving, even right? Instead Something, of yeah, no. Bubble, That'd be a dream. Like, Don't start like, off 0-6. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what are we asking for here? Yeah, no, I mean, it's just, I think legitimately they're probably a 5-7 to seven win team, you know, tops. You know what I'm saying? And and okay. that's, it's sad because you want to get excited about it. But I think if Sauce is... You're over, man. That's yeah. exciting in itself. That's the over, right? Five yeah, and a half. Yeah, that's, right. <laughs> yeah. Was it five and a half, right? It's yeah, five and a yeah. half. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, it, like, listen, if Sauce is legit, which I, there's all indications that he is, I mean, you know, we got to see him play against real talent and sh- whatever, but like, he just, he fits, checks all the boxes <laughs> and he has the swag to, to boot. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, he's that guy. And then if he's on an island, like, you know, over there, then that sets up the whole secondary, which I'm not that excited about with Joyner and, you know, like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But like, that just sets them up like what Rex used to do. Like, all right, Reeves is over here. And then now we can blitz over here. And then, like, you know, they can move things around and now you can get excited. But, if Salah has the worst defense in the NFL two years in a row, then he's got to go. Like you're a defensive oh, yeah. coach. Like you can't do that again. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? I don't care if you win six games. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And it's just, I am excited about them because I like, I'll give you some positives. Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson. That's going to be exciting. That's, that's, that's just, you know, just get back, get, protect the kid. Like let the kid stand and yeah. step into a throw for once and yeah. like, this is, like keep him healthy. And we don't have to worry about Mike White and Joe Flacco. Like, you know, those are the that's worst. That's Hall of Famer a, Mike White to you, sir. Yeah. And, and the elite, <laughs> MVP, the elite right? Joe <laughs> Flacco. <laughs> Hall, MVP, Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm excited about them. And I, I you know, it's just, I, I, I'm just happy that we were drafting high, like wide receivers high. So now we have, we have Elijah Moore going to the second year with Wilson as a rookie, you know, a top pick and and you got you got Berrios is back and and like it's nice to have these like exciting players that can make some moves i'm not i don't even care about Corey davis he's just a guy you know at this point sure. but like you know just get me some exciting plays we're not like worried about oh, maybe denzel mims can turn it around you know we're not like worried about like we have like higher goals which is exciting but at the end of the day like i don't see them being better than you know six seven wins you know tops and I'm if you see notice. if you yeah. see them winning five games like five to seven games and they're competitive games, right? Not like yeah. this blowout bullshit yeah, that we've be seen the over games. the past. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If we're in the games all the way till the fourth quarter, is that enough to say, all right, I can see this team moving in the right direction moving forward for next year? For sure. Like for Tampa, sure. Okay. Like the Tampa I, game last year. Remember like that was a good game. We that lost. Was. But, but, yeah. You know. <laughs> we with the defense folded. We're solid yeah, defense folded. Yeah. That was, was a very dumb. Right? I mean, yeah. It was a very was, dumb way to lose, but I'm saying, like, hey, we were happy about it though. We got Antonio Brown to quit, bro. We made Antonio Brown quit. <laughs> we did. We did. But honestly, I, I just have flashbacks from Darnold, the Darnold situation where it's like they broke it down for Darnold and like you had a good team and you broke it down to try to get Sam Darnold. It's like, all right, I can buy that then. And then, you know, Darnold doesn't work out. And even after, and you remember his rookie year, December, he was like the top rated quarterback in the NFL for, for December. And we were like excited getting into a second year. And I was, then they fucking hire Adam Gase. It's just like, what are we doing? You know, so it's just, 
there's always something when you get to that point where it's just, it's been 10 years, 11 years and no playoffs. I'm so tired of just getting blindly excited. And it's just, you know, even the Knicks didn't go 10 years and no playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just, it's, 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 they're that bad. And I know 2015. That's tough. That's a tough phrase. It's, it's even the, the Knicks, Knicks get shit yeah. on as the worst team in the, in the right. city. And it's not even close. The Jets are that team. Like, it's not even close <laughs> at this point. And growing up, like we had like from when Parcells took over in 97, it, like we had a stretch where, you know, until like you know, whatever year it was when, you know, it all fell apart, thir- you know, 13, 12. It's just it, with Tebow and all the Tebow thing torpedoed this franchise. Oh, <laughs> you know, that 100%. 100%. <laughs> like, what, I remember like, going to games and you with the, the shirt off. What just, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I just felt like running in the rain with my shirt off. Yeah, exactly. And it was such a fraud, that guy. Just trust me. Like it was, but going to games, that was the most unenjoyable year of going yes, to every game. I agree. I was with, the, I was with you. I was there, man. I'm you were there. You, you understood because it was like half the fans were rooting for Tebow and they weren't even Jet fans and half the fans were rooting for Sanchez and half the fans were, and then it's just, it was just like insane. It was just Sanchez was throwing to guys off the practice squad by the end of the year and they're booing him for missing a throw when the guy probably went left when he should have went right. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was just till this just, day, till this yeah. day, nothing bothers me more than fifth number 15 green and white jerseys. Yeah. I'm telling you, it you actually, still see them too, man. It actually bothers me. I'm seeing a couple Mets ones too, <laughs> man. That's just, <laughs> I know. Oh, the Mets. That's right. <laughs> if, I was, if I was a Mets fan, I'd buy a Tebow jersey. That's, <laughs> like that, that's sick. Like a double A or whatever. Whatever you yeah. want, single A. Oh, it was a mess. Yeah. Cool. You never got past double A, I think. I don't, I don't know. But it was just, it was funny. It was a college game day. You know, he does the, the ESPN college game. And course, somebody put yeah, up a yeah. sign in the background was like, Tim Tebow hit 230 in double A. <laughs> <laughs> well, a double A Mets Tebow jersey is fire. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, props to him. He wants to play. He wants to play sport. Like, good for him. But, you know, it's just funny how, like, he never wanted to play anything but quarterback. You know, was so stubborn about quarterback. He would even leave, leave the NFL because he wanted to play quarterback. Now he's trying to come back and try to make a comeback as a tight end with the Jaguars. <laughs> it's just, you should have just done this seven years ago. You'd probably still be in the NFL doing something. You'd be like a Ray Lucas kind of hybrid kind of player. Hey, man, that <laughs> one magical season with the Denver Broncos where I still can't. Even that magical. Pre- <laughs> I mean, he won the playoff game. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. It was the Pittsburgh Steelers, bro. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah on a, on a, on a slant that he took the house. To the DT, yeah. RIP <laughs> DT. Yeah, DT, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Rest in peace. but I remember, I remember You're watching, I remember, I remember that. <laughs> I remember watching Mark Sanchez go against the Broncos and I was like, we're winning, but yet some reason I feel like we're going to lose this shit. And that was we a Thursday night game, right? That, that was a like, Thursday night game. It yeah. was like, and I'm watching this all unfold. unfold Did they go from like Sunday night to Thursday night that week, and then they changed the rule because of that. Like you can't do that. It was something like crazy. Like it was, it was so something. Tight. It was something. It was something Sorry really weird. Off, yeah. Where you, yeah. it was supposed to be earlier that week, and then we right. got on Thursday, mm-hmm. and then I'm waiting to watch this game, and it's like, oh my god, we are losing in just like yeah. epic, colossal. Fuck. It's like <laughs> Tebow's just coming out here and whooping our ass in the fourth quarter. What is happening? Yeah, that was a mess. And those, those teams are so overrated because it was just like they would be running every play, you throw seven passes, but the last two at the end of the game was a touchdown pass. And it was like, oh, Tebow time. It's just like, <laughs> what about the defense? Like, you know, this poor defense getting carried off the field, like yo, Winslow and the, you know, like kind of thing. It's just that man's thing. adrenaline was legit off the change in the fourth quarter. I don't, I don't like he couldn't throw a perfect pass to save his life for three right. quarters. Fourth quarter comes around. It's like, yo, that thing is straight as an arrow. That playoff game, that that game winning throw. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, yeah. he's, you want to talk about like everyone's like, oh, Peyton Manning threw ducks. That dude was throwing ducks for three quarters. <laughs> it's true. And you know that was back when when everybody liked Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless when they had that two <laughs> thing going on. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? And then yeah, when yeah, they yeah. Went, when he won that playoff game, seeing Stephen A. Smith the next day on TV, that was hilarious. You know, like that's when it was fun. And now it's like over the top kind of nonsense. They'll be but, back. That's yeah. my that's my tinfoil hat. There's going to be a Stephen A. Smith, Skip <laughs> Bayless reunion at some point where they're going to like get fired be on some show. It's going to be like on Spotify exclusive, some nonsense. Well, like the 20, it. it's been 30 years. Yeah, ESPN's finally bringing it back. Yeah. Ebo's going to come out as a guest or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be something about the Cowboys and LeBron. <laughs> when something about Bronny. Yeah, insane. Yeah, that, that, insane. Come. But my last pushback on you. Yeah. Is I'll be at the Jets Green Bay game in late October, mm-hmm. and the Jets will still be around. They'll still be in it because, dude, for the first time ever, it feels like suspensions are working in our favor, right? Like beat the, the Browns, Browns. better like the, beat the Browns, better beat the Browns week two, <laughs> yeah. and like we can't lose to the Steelers, man. We can't yeah. lose to the Steelers with no quarterback. Pick it, pick it, Rudolph, whoever you want to be there. We can't lose. <laughs> so if we're two out of four, 
with the Bengals and the Ravens. Look, we played the whole, we finished the whole North. Give me some excited. Two and four is exciting. Now, yeah, that's it. That's exciting. <laughs> then, then maybe we win an AFC East game. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Two and two in the first four. Maybe win a couple AFC East games. I'm telling you, man. I'll be at the Patriots game. The mm-hmm. Jets, of course. I can't. I can't. I can't miss that. Yeah. It's like that's like a legit. If you're a Jets fan, I feel like that's a legit like religious experience every single Jets year. Patriots. Yeah. yeah, we haven't beat sure. them. I don't think I can do it, season. man. It's I don't think I can do it until the Jets are actually <laughs> winning games because my heart will be in my throat. I might die at a game because you know I'll many, just be stressed. I die at every game and resurrect every like like the Zach Wilson four interceptions and in, the Patriots. Oh yeah, John went to London. John went to London. Oh, you did. Jeez, yeah, I went to man. London for that game. Though the first half of that game, I honestly I, I thought about a lot of things. Man. Why, why did I? I, do I, I like to repeat them. I don't like to go back there. But the first half, I was like, "What am I doing with my whole life right now?" Like I contemplated everything. That's so funny. I almost <laughs> went to the to the the Chargers playoff game when they when Sean Green was running over everybody, and then when uh, that, I almost did that. Me and my friends Eric were like, Bar- "Is that Eric I had, Barton?" What? What is that? The Eric Barton game we talked no, about? No, no, the one they oh. won when they went to the championship game. Like oh. their, you know that you know. So you know. Um, and then they lost to the Colts that year, right? That was the first, the first year, the yeah, first that was 09. year. Yeah, oh, no, the and then, um, yeah. so I almost went to that, that game because I have friends from college that moved to San Diego, two of them. So like I had a place to stay and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, and I was like, you know what? If I fly all the way over there and they lose and they get stomped out, I'm like, this is gonna be so stupid. I'm watching the game I'm like, fuck, <laughs> like this would have been the greatest thing ever, but whatever. It was, it was great. I went to another away game once, um, Ravens, the Al Grow year and that week 17 debacle. They went nice. up. They went up like fourteen nothing. That was the one that yeah they won the Super Bowl. I think the Ravens. They were, the whole my cousin lives in Baltimore and like we got us tickets. And uh, the whole opening, the starting line, it's like number one defense, the greatest defense, and da, da, da. and then the Jets went up, bing bing, fourteen nothing. I'm like yeah, number one defense, uh-huh. and then that was the end of the game. <laughs> and the Ravens just poured it on after that. It was crazy, but it's a lot of fun going to games, man. I love football. It's so much more fun we're in back. person. We're yeah, so yeah. back. We're yeah. so back. oh yeah, yeah. For sure, that's the best sport to go to for by far. <laughs> well, Alex, all I can say is thank you for hopping onto this podcast and, and giving us your time to to talk to you about the Knicks, talk about the Jets. So please let our listeners know where they can find you. And tell yeah. us, are we getting a Subway Series? We got to see if the Yankees can make it, man. That's what we got to oh, see. Wow. <laughs> Yankees have been the World Series, man, in 2009. That's all right, yo, just get J.D. Martinez. Get J.D. Martinez. <laughs> that would be great. Maybe they got him already. I don't know. You're going to need him. Not yet. <laughs> Well, listen, DeGrom's back and, and let's go, man. Let's yeah. see what happens. Like, right. it's exciting, you know? Do you so, want anything uh, done? I know, we, I know we we're at the end, but do you yeah, want anything yeah. done for the Mets? JD, like you, That's Soto, it? obviously, but JD yeah, yeah. Martinez. You're not going to no, get Soto. Soto. No. If Soto was on any other team except for the Nationals, he would have been a Met. Right. But unfortunately. Right. You trade Alvarez, the catcher. You trade what? Trade the whole entire, you know, Binghamton or, or Syracuse sure. team. Who cares? Yeah. 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 Who cares? Just trade some guys and just maybe Contreras. Contreras would be okay, but McCann's coming back. I feel like they're kind of they're going to sneak him back into the lineup and be like, ah, we're okay. You know, maybe they want to call Alvarez. Yeah, no, it's all right, man. Whatever. I'm I'm here. But yeah, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Alex B or at Nick Central on Twitter and also Bad Weather Fans Podcast available everywhere. You know, all podcast apps and YouTube. My co-host Mike Paseglia used to work at uh, CBS Sports Radio and WFAN. He's a diehard Nets fan. He does a podcast with Evan Roberts, a Brooklyn's basketball podcast as well. But, uh, with, he's a, he's a Nets fan. I'm a Knicks fan. And that's the, the dynamic of the whole show. It's, 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 you know, we go back and forth and we give each other, you know, we see each other's perspectives. And it's, it's made me actually respect Net, Nets fans, which is kind of crazy. So yeah, there are go some fight with them guys. Go <laughs> fight with them. They, they're the ones with the hot takes. Yeah. Um, when we trade everything for Mitchell and everyone's freaking out, this guy's going to be hyped. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Well, thank you, Alex, for coming on the pod. Really appreciate the work that you do. Listeners, make sure to go check out Alex's pod. Awesome, awesome banter between him and Mike. Man, do they go at it. I remember where you guys first had the, it was like a first 30 minute uh, clip that was on Twitter. You guys were go, you were just. Tearing Mike Scream and doing yeah, you guys. I was defending <laughs> RJ. Got, he got he got me got me mad because he said RJ wasn't going to be a star, or I was saying he yes, was a star, yes. and it just got me mad. And I had like a couple glasses of wine before I went into the podcast, so it was, Yo, a little it was going into it. It's just we we started arguing. That was a bad one. We had a couple of good guests like Tracy McGrady, Chris Childs, uh, Kerry Kittles, uh, Richard Jefferson. So we had a couple of good guests on. And we have some coming down the road, hopefully. So yeah, we continue to grow. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah, man. you, you like, guys are involving, man. You got it's yeah. the odd couple on on this podcast at this point between you you and Mike. It's uh, it's it's yeah. really changed from where first the the first inception. 
So uh, yeah, make sure exactly. to go check, make sure to go check out Alex <laughs> and Mike over at Bad Weather Fans. And for all of our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks Jets, et cetera podcast. You know what to do. Please make sure to subscribe to this podcast. We're on all the listening platforms. Please make sure to give us that five star rating. Make sure to leave a comment if you listen to us on Apple. Go find that YouTube page. Make sure to subscribe. Hit that like button when you watch a video. And make sure to leave a comment, add to the conversation, especially this video. Look, it was a lot of great conversation today. Make sure to tell us what you thought of it. And make sure to check out Winning Picks Weekly, the other podcast over at the YouTube channel. You can go find John, video producer Greg, our guy and co-host Chip Murphy. These guys put down, give out all their takes on where to place your bets if you love sports gambling. And then make sure to follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We're there. Thank you once again for tuning in for the next episode of the Knicks Jets, etc. podcast. We out. Let's go, Knicks. And let's go, Jets. And let's go for this 175K parlay right now. Ben and Tendi better get a double, bro. I'm going to go nuts. Ben and Tendi doesn't get a double right now. I'm going to go nuts right now if he doesn't get a double because we got... We got something. We got something cooking right now. All the Mets ones hit. All the Yankees ones hit. Right. He's getting tendy here. So let's go. Let's go.